I'm Megan Cornier, and this is the Women Who Know podcast. You're listening to Episode 3, Mothers Who Know. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cornier, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is all about uplifting women and mothers by sharing messages of faith, love, hope, and some random things in between. Women who know who they are and what their purpose is as daughters of Heavenly Parents are women who change the world for the better. Join me for a few minutes of peace in the chaos of life as we learn together how to become women who know. Hey friends, I hope you're having a really great day today. (laughs) I had a pretty good day when the day I'm recording this, obviously. Um, I started homeschooling my kids today. It was our first day of school and it actually went really well. I was pretty nervous about it but it went well and it was a good way to start the year for me to keep me motivated. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're back with another episode. This time I wanted to talk about the reason behind my podcast's name. I kind of touched on it in the prologue episode, but I want to really dive deep into it here. So let's go for it. As I mentioned in the prologue episode, Sister Julie B. Beck was the general president of the Relief Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from 2007 to 2012. She was in this role when I graduated high school and entered into Relief Society myself. She gave the talk called Mothers Who Know when I was 16 years old. It was her first talk in general conference as the general president of the Relief Society. This talk touched my soul deeply, and it reaffirmed to me how much I wanted to be a mom when the time was right, of course. Um, I'm so grateful for Sister Beck and how much she taught me and strengthened my faith during a very influential time of my life. This talk is directed to mothers, but I also see how it can apply to women who are not currently mothers. I'll mostly be talking about motherhood here. But I do think that even if you aren't a mother, all of these things that Sister Beck says apply to women in general. So uh, hopefully anyone can benefit from this episode. So Sister Beck starts off by mentioning the 2,000 stripling warriors in the Book of Mormon who were, quote, men of truth and soberness, for they had been taught to keep the commandments of God and to walk uprightly before him. And that's from Alma chapter 53, verse 21. They later paid tribute to their mothers for their faith by saying, our mothers knew it. The it here is that their mothers knew the truth of the gospel and the truth of a God who loved them infinitely and the truth of a savior who atoned for their sins. Um, Sister Beck says, the responsibility mothers have today has never required more vigilance. More than at any time in the history of the world, we need mothers who know, end quote. How much more true is this today? Just 15 years later, and the world has gone even further into darkness and confusion and fear. The light of Jesus Christ is truly our only saving grace, and women and mothers need to know that. She continues to say, mothers need not fear. When mothers know who they are and who God is and have made covenants with him, they will have great power and influence for good on their children. Close quote. 
I often worry, I don't know about you, but I often worry that I'm not doing enough to prepare my kids for the harsh realities of the world we live in. But if we are doing our best and holding to our covenants, our children will see and remember the influence for good that we had on them. Okay, so that was just the introductory paragraphs of her talk. So let's get into the rest of it. She goes through seven different characteristics of mothers who know. The first one is mothers who know bear children. (laughs) I feel like this is a very controversial thing to say right now, right? Like the culture of the world tells us to do the exact opposite. Children get in the way of your fun, your body, your career, your relationships, your happiness, your everything. (laughs) The world would have us believe that having children ruins your life. And here Sister Beck is saying that mothers who know bear children. Satan uses the hardships of motherhood and over-exaggerates them with lies and deceit so that women will choose to not have children. Being a mother is definitely not easy, but it is such an amazing calling to fulfill, and it's a refining and molding role to be in. So, of course, it has hardships and discomfort, but it shapes us into the women God needs us to be. I can think of no greater way to learn patience, faith, humility, and of course love, and then some more patience, (laughs) Um, among many other things. President Ezra Taft Benson taught that, quote, "In in the eternal perspective, children, not possessions, not position, not prestige, are our greatest jewels, close quote. In a society that tells you to only care about and love yourself, keep the eternal perspective in mind and remember that our children are our greatest blessings and they're worth sacrificing for. Sister Beck says, The value women place on motherhood in this life and the attributes of motherhood they attain here will rise with them in the resurrection. Close quote. How beautiful is that? (laughs) Like, Not many things rise with us in the resurrection, but the value we put on motherhood and the attributes of motherhood we learn here, those come with us. And those are things that are so worthy of our time, more worthy than any career or hobby or anything else you can think of. Those other things are still important. I'm not saying they're not, but their value and importance should never rise above that of motherhood those characteristics I mentioned before, and any others we learn as mothers or as we value motherhood are characteristics that we get to take with us. I am sure that that is exactly how Heavenly Mother developed her motherly characteristics, and she is so proud of us as she watches us learn and grow into mothers like her. As for the women who are unable to have children in this life, you are so precious and so loved. Sister Beck mentions you and says, Some women are not given the responsibility of bearing children in mortality. Women who desire and work toward that blessing in this life are promised they will receive it for all eternity, and eternity is much, much longer than mortality. Close quote. You are not forgotten, and I'm sure it feels like you are sometimes, or maybe all the time, but you're not. I don't have the answers as to why some women are able to bear children and some are not, 
but I do know that our heavenly parents love all of their daughters infinitely. Hold on to that love, and God will work miracles. Okay, Sister Beck's second point is that mothers who know honor sacred ordinances and covenants. I don't know of anything that is more uplifting and faith-building for me since becoming a mother than to work in the house of the Lord. Of course, baptism and the sacrament are so important, and we must honor those ordinances. But I think that a mother, especially a mom of young kids like myself, can find some of her greatest strength in the quiet, spirit-filled rooms of the Holy Temple. Attending the temple has been the greatest escape from the world and the greatest refuge from the storms of life for me. Children are learning and growing, and that learning and growing can be very loud and messy and contentious at times. And the temple is the exact opposite of that, and it is so refreshing and fulfilling to the soul. The temple endowment is truly strength-giving and spirit-lifting. If you have not been able to receive your endowment yet, no matter if you're a mom or not, I highly encourage you to seek to become temple-worthy and then go. You will be so blessed and you will feel so empowered. Sister Beck says, quote, Mothers know that if they are not pointing their children to the temple, they are not pointing them toward desired eternal goals, close quote. Moms, you have so much power and influence to help your children get to the temple. There is no better place that they could be, no greater goal that they could strive for. Go to the temple and show your children how much you love the temple and they will learn to love it too. They will be so excited to get to go there someday because they watched you go. And just hold on to those sacred covenants that you make in the temple and remember them often because they can help you every day and uplift you whenever you need some lifting. (laughs) Motherhood is not easy and the temple is a great way to regain strength. Okay, Sister Beck's third point is that mothers who know are nurturers. Quote, this is their special assignment and roll under the plan of happiness. To nurture means to cultivate, care for, and make grow. Therefore, mothers who know create a climate for spiritual and temporal growth in their homes, close quote. I especially love the word cultivate. One of the definitions of cultivate from merriamwebster.com is to improve or develop by careful attention, training, or study to devote time and thought to. Do we improve or develop our children by careful attention, training, and study? Do we devote time and thought to our children and our parenting methods? I think these are great questions to ask about how we are doing and being nurturing mothers. And as long as we aren't using those questions to make ourselves feel guilty, but to instead find ways to keep growing as a mom. So... I'm definitely working on those questions and trying to figure out how I can better cultivate um, my children. So Sister Beck also talks about homemaking in this section, and I do think that keeping a clean and orderly home can be helpful. However, (laughs) if doing that comes at the expense of cultivating and nurturing our children and our relationships with them, I think it has lost its place in the priority list. 
A clean home is not more important than loving and caring for your children. Women have far too long been expected to do the 24-7 work of being a mom as well as doing the full-time work of keeping a home spit spot clean, and I don't think that this serves women well. Do your best with your home, and it's okay to have a mess. Kids come with a lot of mess. Humans come with a lot of mess, and it's the whole family's job to keep the home in good condition, not just mom's. Sister Beck says, quote, working beside children in homemaking tasks creates opportunities to teach and model qualities children should emulate, close quote. I 100% agree with that, and I believe children and fathers should be fully invested in homemaking since, <laughs> you know, all of those people are living inside the home and making the messes, not just the mom. Usually, the mom is making the least amount of messes, right? <laughs> So all of this to say, we should cultivate a home that is, the f- that is full of the Spirit and encourages spiritual growth. We should do our best to make our home like the temple, and I know the Lord will bless our efforts. Our Heavenly Parents do not want us to beat ourselves up over housework and cleanliness, though. So please, please, moms, just do your best and don't make yourself crazy over housework. This is yet another thing that I am still learning to do. Um, The last thing I want to share in this section is that Sister Beck says, Helping growth occur through nurturing is truly a powerful and influential role bestowed on women. Moms, I think we just need to love our children. Like, if you're parenting and acting from a place of love, then you're doing what God has asked you to do. You are being an amazing mom. The best way that we can help our children is to love them and be there for them. Okay, number four, mothers who know are leaders. Quote, in equal partnership with their husbands, they lead a great and eternal organization. Close quote. I just love that. A great and eternal organization. That is exactly what the family is. And mothers and fathers are the leaders of it. We have been entrusted with so much, and that is why Sister Beck says it is so important for mothers to plan for their children's futures, to be missionaries, to have temple marriages, for education, other plans for your kids. And mothers plan for spiritual education as well by planning family prayer, scripture study, and family home evenings. Sister Beck continues... Mothers do not abandon their plan by succumbing to social pressure and worldly models of parenting. These wise mothers who know are selective about their own activities and involvement to conserve their limited strength in order to maximize their influence where it matters most. As moms, we try to take on so many roles. I know I do. <laughs> Sister Joy D. Jones said, quote, women wear many many hats, but it is impossible and unnecessary to wear them all at once. The Spirit helps us determine which work to focus on today, close quote. So we take it one day at a time. We don't spend all our time in one role wishing we were in a different one. Schedule time for each role so you can be present in each role, knowing you have time for your other roles already scheduled. And then just do your best, and the Lord will bless your efforts. President Nelson said, The Lord loves effort, and he will help you make up the difference. 
As mothers, we have great influence in our families. I have noticed that if I wake up energized and excited to take on a new day, my husband and kids follow suit. If I wake up sluggish and grumpy and just go straight to the couch in the morning, my husband and kids follow suit. Moms, you are the lifeblood of your home. You set the tone. It is a heavy responsibility, but it is one that God knew we could handle as women. He gave us the family that we have. He gave you the family you have because he knew you were exactly the leader that family needed. Some days your best will look, will look much better than others, and that's okay. You are enough because the Lord can help you make up the difference. If you are a mother who needs or wants to work outside of the home, please do not feel as if you are not still the leader in your home or that you are not a nurturing mother. Sister Jones said in the same talk, quote, The Lord's loving influence through the Holy Ghost helps us know His priority for our progression. Heeding personal revelation leads to personal progression. We listen and act. The Lord said, Ask that Father in my name, in faith, believing that you shall receive, and you shall have the Holy Ghost, which manifesteth all things which are expedient. Our continuing role is to receive continuing revelation. Close quote. Every mother has a different path to take, and every mother has different roles to play at different stages of her motherhood. The Lord did not say that once a woman becomes a mother, that mothering is all she will ever do. It is so important to continue to learn and grow yourself, and to take care of yourself, and to follow the personal revelation you receive about what you are supposed to do. There is no one right way to be a mother, even though lots of people like to say that there is. And as long as you nurture your children to the best of your abilities, you are doing what the Lord has asked of you. You are being an incredible leader. And no matter what you choose to do, there's always going to be people that judge you, right? Oh, you just stay at home. Oh, you work. Like, either way, People are going to have their opinions, and you just do what you feel is best and what the Lord is telling you is your role and your calling now. Okay, number five is that mothers who know are teachers, and Sister Beck says they are always teachers. She explains that a friend of hers told her that he did not learn anything at church that he had not already learned at home. I think that President Nelson has emphasized this a lot during his time as prophet, and his focus has been that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is home-centered, church-supported. Church being reduced to two hours, the Come Follow Me curriculum, and more have all been to say that the gospel is to be taught, learned, and felt within the home. The home is the primary center of gospel learning, not church. It is so important for mothers and fathers, but, you know, we're talking about moms here, to teach their children the gospel, to share and live their testimony. Kids learn best through example, and when mothers are a good example of gospel living, that's the best way their kids will learn to live the gospel. Okay, number six. I love this one. It is mothers who know do less. And I really need to work on this one, too. Um, Sister Beck says, They permit less of what will not bear good fruit eternally. 
They allow less media in their homes, less distraction, less activity that draws their children away from their home. Mothers who know are willing to live on less and consume less of the world's goods in order to spend more time with their children. More time eating together, more time working together, more time reading together, more time talking, laughing, singing, and exemplifying. These mothers choose carefully and do not try to choose it all, close quote. I think Sister Beck could probably see the effects that too much media and distraction can have on our children and families. How many times have you been to a family event where many people were just on their phones? Or maybe you were on your phone. There's not a lot of that togetherness feeling when everyone is distracted by devices and media. I'm guilty of doing this in my home, and I miss moments with my kids that could have been teaching opportunities or just opportunities for connection. It's definitely something that I'm working on. We spend so much time on distractions and consuming the world's goods and keeping ourselves busy that we are missing out on real life. We are missing out on opportunities to strengthen our family relationships. Another one of the few things that rises with us in the resurrection. I think women can especially get lost in this idea that they need to keep busy all the time. But it's okay to slow down. It's okay to be different than other families around you. It's okay if your kids aren't in five different extracurricular activities or even if they aren't in a single one. It's okay if you say no to birthday parties and playdates and sports teams. I promise it is. What is more important is your family health and relationships, your spiritual and physical health. Elder Holland says in what I think is a classic talk called Like a Broken Vessel that, quote, fatigue is the common enemy. <laughs> okay. Fatigue is the common enemy of us all. So slow down, rest up, replenish, and refill. Physicians promise us that if we do not take time to be well, we most assuredly will take time later on to be ill, close quote. I find that it's really helpful for me to stop and take a look at my priorities several times a year, to really look at how I'm spending my time and readjust where needed and do the same for my kids. And there's also an app called Screen Time on my phone that I can put a limit on how much I can spend, how much time I can spend on social media that's been really helpful for me. Anyways, so when I have my priorities straight, I thrive and so do my kids. President Ezra Taft Benson once said, When we put God first, all other things fall into their proper place or drop out of our lives. Close quote. I have loved that quote since I was a teenager, and it always helps me to recenter and refocus on what matters most. Let's be mothers who do less, even though that's not very popular. <laughs> okay, number seven is mothers who know stand strong and immovable. This is Sister Beck's final point, and she talks about the importance of raising a righteous generation of sons and daughters. Quote, women who know and love the Lord and bear testimony of him, women who are strong and immovable and who do not give up during difficult and discouraging times. We are definitely in the latter days, and there are many difficult and discouraging things going on, but we do not give up. The Lord needs women and mothers to stand up and be different and share the gospel. 
The Lord needs women to talk of Christ and testify of Christ. The Lord needs women to stand up for and protect families. Sister Beck says, Latter-day Saint women should be the very best in the world at upholding, nurturing, and protecting families, close quote. I talked about this in my first episode, but I want to say it again here. Satan is loving the devaluation of being a wife and mother in these latter days. He is loving the devaluation and destruction of the family. As mothers, we have to stand strong and immovable during the storms that rage against us and our families. Mothers are the glue that holds a family together. I do not say that to put all the family responsibilities on moms because that is not how families work, but rather to say that a mother's influence is unmatched. James E. Faust once said, The influence of a mother in the lives of her children is beyond calculation. We can use that influence to give our children a strong foundation in the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they will be able to withstand the adversary's fiery darts and mighty winds. In conclusion, I just want to say how much Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother love mothers. They are watching over us and lifting us up and helping us through every moment. We are partners with them in raising their spirit children. The First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints once said, Motherhood is near to divinity. It is the highest, holiest service to be assumed by mankind. It places her who honors its holy calling and service next to the angels. Mothers have so much power and influence, and our calling as mother is not easy, but it is so powerful and holy and refining. I can't really think of any other calling in life that molds us into becoming like the Savior as much as motherhood and fatherhood, which makes sense because the names we most use for God are Heavenly Father, and I don't really know of any other name for Heavenly Mother. Their roles as our Heavenly Parents are their most important work, and I love that we are learning to become like them. Being parents is so eternally important and significant to them, and we can tell that by their names. Being a mother who knows is hard work, but it is so worth the effort. So let's do our best to love our children and to love our role as mother and honor our sacred covenants and ordinances and lead and teach and stand strong and immovable. I hope you have an awesome week, and I'll talk to you guys next time. If you like what you heard today and want to hear more, please follow the show. And if you'd like even more uplifting content, please follow me on Instagram at women.who know. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have the best day ever.